0: All right. Thank you, Anderson. I am Chris Cuomo and welcome to primetime. The first public impeachment hearings bring a surprise and the biggest test yet for Democrats trying to prosecute their case against the president. What mattered and why? Let's test the players and hear from the best minds about where this process goes from here. And what will history say about what happened today? What do you say? Let's get after it. We have some new facts top of the list, something Bill Taylor, the top U.S. diplomat in Ukraine, says he didn't even know about when he testified behind closed doors last month. Turns out one of his aides came forward to tell him about a call the aide overheard between President Trump and Ambassador Gordon Sondland. Now, that's important for one reason, because it shows a connection between the two men that the president kind of disavowed. The timing matters more. It came the day after. The infamous July 25th call with Ukraine's President Zelensky. Chairman Schiff believes Taylor's words today show that the instructions for Ukraine came, quote, from the president on
1: down. Here's why. In the presence of my staff at a restaurant, Ambassador Sondland called President Trump and told him of his meetings in Kiev. The member of my staff could hear President Trump on the phone asking Ambassador Sondland about the investigations. Ambassador Sondland told President Trump the Ukrainians were ready to move forward. Following the call with President Trump, the member of my staff asked Ambassador Sondland what President Trump thought about Ukraine. Ambassador Sondland responded that President Trump cares more about the investigations of Biden, which Giuliani was pressing for.
0: To be clear, as you heard at the end... The investigations being discussed as of interest to the president were being pushed by Rudy Giuliani. Okay, Taylor said today that Giuliani's work created an irregular policy channel. Who else was in it? Sondland, Rick Perry, Kurt Volker and Mick Mulvaney. And that that channel ran counter to longtime U.S. policy goals. The aide who heard that call with Sondland is going to testify behind closed doors on Friday, it's another new fact. The Republicans' defense of the president went from the obvious that there was no real harm done here, we'll get into more of that later, to the arguably oblivious that Ukraine may have attacked our 2016 election, not Russia. But they also made the point that neither Taylor nor George Kent, who testified alongside Taylor, saw or heard anything firsthand. And they again demanded to hear directly from the anonymous whistleblower and yet ignored the absence of key players who were ducking all the hearings at the request of the president. So let's now get a take on what today meant. We have Democratic Congressman Jim Himes. He sits on the House Intel panel. Congressman, always good to have you on primetime. Let me get back to the desk here. What do you think moved the needle most for the case against the president today?
1: Well I think the big uh, thing today was two uh, spectacular witnesses, people who have devoted their entire career to serving the country under Republican and Democratic presidents, both of whom repeatedly said that even if you just take the transcript, which the president is, all encour- is, is, is encouraging us all to read, that that was not right, that that was illegal, uh, that that was an abuse of power. So I know the Republicans have mounted two defenses. One, uh, yeah, but you heard that from people. You actually didn't talk to the president. Well, they're also not saying that the facts are, are contested here. Nobody is saying the president didn't do this stuff. They're just saying, well, you weren't in the room. And the other sort of more interesting argument, which I saw, that had some people scratching their heads, and you alluded to it, was, well, eventually the aid was restored. Or, but the president has the absolute power to dismiss an ambassador. And I saw people scratching their heads. But when you pull those arguments apart, it takes you about 10 seconds to explain that that is just a really shabby defense. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about the defense, but one step back to the witnesses. Are you
0: curious at all how uh, Ambassador, so- uh, Ambassador Taylor didn't know about this phone call with his staffer when he was originally deposed?
1: Well, as he told us today, uh, he only learned about it, I guess, last week. Um, so when he came and was deposed by the committee, uh, he apparently didn't know about it. Right. That's what he said. but.
0: It- Boy, i got to tell you, I don't know how his staff could have been caught that asleep. You know he's going in to talk about exactly this, and you hide this or whatever. You just neglect to tell well, him Chris, about I mean, this? come on. There's, a, there's no evidence that he was hiding anything. No, no, no. I, mean, I don't I, think so. I do not mean to suggest that at all. Yeah. I'm saying his staff needed to step up here because this would have been good to know sooner. But it's out there now, <laughs> yes. and the implication is going to be obvious. It's hard for the president to say he doesn't know Sondland when he was on the phone with him about something as intimate right. as these actual investigations. Now to the defense. I think you're going to hear more and more of what you just outlined, that uh, nothing happened. They got the aid. They didn't give us the dirt. So we're OK. The counter that you guys have made is, you know, when you attempt a crime, but you fail, you don't get to walk away. But you don't get the death penalty either. Does it give you concern about a case for removal if it winds up that, well, what here was done that was so bad? What do you argue is that?
1: Well, so let's take both cases. Let's take both the abuse of power with respect to Ukraine and the ambassador. And, and again, this isn't hard. And I don't think of it, of, of it as uh, you were committing a crime, but you didn't follow through. You didn't. You didn't complete the crime. Chris, as you know, uh, the withholding of aid when it is congressionally mandated that it be put off. And remember that aid was withheld from probably early July. Until September 11th, several days after the White House learned that Congress was going to look into this, Chris, let me give you an, let me give you an analogy. If, if if somebody is abusing their spouse for months. And then when they hear the police cars come in, they stop and they say, but look, I've I've stopped, I've Mm. stopped. That is no defense. A crime is not defined by its successful completion. It can be ongoing. And this crime was without question, in an undisputed way, ongoing. With respect to the ambassador, the Republicans are saying he has the absolute power to dismiss an ambassador. And we're all looking at each other and says, yes, the president has the power to dismiss an ambassador. But Chris, as you know, and as Americans can figure out if they think about it, Power is power, and then there is abuse of power i 'll give you a silly example. but one little piece of power I have is I get to nominate people to the military academies, right? I get to do that, and nobody gets to challenge my ability to do that. But if I do that because some parent pays me a quarter of a million dollars to nominate their child to the uh, to the military academy, that is a you know prosecutable abuse of power, so yeah, he has the power to fire. Uh, Ambassador Ivanovich, but he did it for corrupt purposes, which means that it is an
0: abuse of power. Well, if nothing else, it's a window into the animus, into what he wanted and what he would do to keep uh, people out of his way so that he could get it. So uh, it certainly helps inform the picture. Now, going forward, I do wonder, you know, if we can put up the list of all the things that uh, Mr. Nunez brought up in his opening statement today, where they were really throwing a lot of things out there, a lot of spaghetti against the wall, so to speak. Uh, and that's part of this process. But it became pretty aware today. I don't know how they sustain a meaningful defense of this president without the people who are being kept from the committee. They need Mulvaney. They need to have Pompeo and they need to have Bolton for people to be able to sit down and say they're wrong about what this president wanted and what he was willing to do it. Don't you think at some point they'll have to rely on the people that they're holding back?
1: Well, I I don't think there's a lot of doubt that the president gave the order to suspend military aid. The alternative, of course... Um, is that Mick Mulvaney you know over a slice of pizza and a root beer decided hey I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop aid the Ukraine right I mean it's sort of absurd on the face of it and by the way there's all sorts of circumstantial evidence that the president uh, ordered this uh, you know John Bolton would be an interesting witness it's unclear to me exactly what he's doing um, I'll tell you the person I would like to hear from and the whole half of this story that has not been told to the American people um, is what the heck Ju- Rudy Giuliani was doing in mm-hmm. Ukraine because I can only imagine the conversations that he he had. And remember, the firing of Ambassador Yovanovitch had as much to do with Rudy Giuliani. And and, and people need to think that through. He was the elephant
0: in the room today because he kept coming up. And very interestingly, the GOP kept staying away from him. You know, there'd been this anticipation that Rudy Giuliani may be made a scapegoat, which I think is very dangerous for Republicans to do to Rudy Giuliani with everything he knows uh, and how strong a force he can be. But he was the elephant in the room. Congressman Jim Himes, well identified. And thank you for your take on the first day of an historic process. Thank you, Chris. All right. Be well. The case against the president. All right. It's going to come down to the evidence but also the credibility of the witnesses so even though this is a political process we need our investigative big brains to tell us what they see what the vulnerabilities are what the strengths are to let us see where this goes andrew mccabe Preparara, next Look, if you're paying attention, you got all the players at the hearing, you got all the pundits on TV. But I still think the final judgment of these hearings, while it's going to be voted for in Congress, it's going to be largely based on what you say you believe and whom you say you believe. That's why the Democrats started with the two people they did today, Bill Taylor and George Kent. Taylor, I mean, just look at the pedigree. All right. He's got a career service. Remember, this guy was done, retired, retired. Secretary of State Pompeo recruited him, asked him to come in. He's no, you know, he's no creation of some deep state machine. They asked him to do this, okay? And he did that even knowing Rudy Giuliani and company had just run out the last ambassador to Ukraine. Then you've got Kent, an expert on corruption in Ukraine, a guy who actually raised concern about Hunter Biden. When it was happening. All right. So let's talk about what this means. The credibility of these two people, uh, how that stands up in the case, what that tells us about the strength of it going forward. I couldn't ask for two better people to do it. Uh, Investigative genius minds, Andrew McCabe and Preet Bharara. Don't smile at your own success. You guys earned the acumen. Um, So when you look at who was up there today, Uh, That's my suggestion. You don't start. You guys never did an investigation or a case where you put out your two biggest people right off the bat if you're building a case. But in terms of credibility, what did you see with these two?
2: I mean, they're about as credible as you get, Um, both in terms of demeanor, command of the facts, uh, being calm and measured when being attacked uh, in various ways by members of the Republican side. So, you know, I can't recall a time that I've seen either in congressional testimony. I worked in in the Congress for four and a half years and helped to oversee hearings there. And obviously, I was a U.S. attorney for seven and a half years. They're about as good as you get in terms of being measured, credible. They didn't overstate at at multiple junctures. Both of these men were asked, do you see something impeachable here? And some people thought, well, the fact that they wouldn't say it's impeachable is a point in the president's favor. I think it's a point in the favor of the credibility of these two witnesses. Bill Taylor said over and over again, I'm here simply to tell you what I saw, what I heard, what I knew, and that's it. These judgments are for you folks to make. I think that made for a very good credible testimony.
0: And neither one fueled speculation of either side. Both sides tried to say, Well, wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you have thought? They backed off both times. In fact, I thought it looked cheap when Jordan said, I can't believe you two are the best they have out of the box. He did make a good point, though, of saying, Neither of you, though, spoke to the president. Neither of you know anything firsthand. How big a deal?
3: That's a substantive point, and it's a valid one for the Republicans to make. They have, Look, they have very little ground to stand on to attack these gentlemen for the reasons that Preet just said. Also because, particularly in the case of Taylor, he is backed up assiduously by a contemporaneous record. He's got his handwritten notes, and he's got the text messages that he sent at the time. So when he tells you, I was shocked by what I heard on the phone call, you know that's true because at the time he sent a contemporaneous text. And a staff that
0: forgot to tell him probably the most important thing that he supplied today, which yeah. was, oh, I, I heard the president on a phone call with Sondland right after the phone call saying what's going on with the investigations. Yeah. I don't know how they missed telling him that it, for the last round.
3: It's strange, but I don't know that any of us has ever, uh, n- you know, not been surprised by something we learned from our staff after the fact.
2: So uh, I, I'll give the staff for a pass on that one. But but they they, they didn't fight with the questioners. They didn't embellish. Um They didn't give their opinions on things. They just talked about what happened. And that, in the long run, creates credibility.
0: Now, we learned some things about uh, the arguments that are going to be made in defense today. We don't know where they're going to go, the Democrats. We know they have a big sheet next week uh, in terms of who they're bringing on. Um, But the defense was, was, this is all about one phone call. I don't think they can make that argument very well anymore. There's too much that happened before and after. So the new defense is, nothing happened, Preet. Sure, yeah. sure. They, there was a confusion over intent. What you saw as corruption was his really just a desire to direct foreign policy against corruption. But let's leave that to the side. They got the aid. Um, they didn't give us any dirt. No harm, no foul. Well, that, you know, in criminal, cases,
2: <clears throat> in criminal cases, that doesn't work. No, but we're if, not there. If, yeah. And this is... By the way, it, it's worse for them because you don't have to prove every element of any crime beyond a reasonable doubt. If you think there's an abuse of power... That's kind of all that matters <clears throat> here. So, in the ordinary case, it still doesn't matter that the crime wasn't completed. There's a crime of attempt, there's a crime of conspiracy, which is essentially if a group, if we sat here right now and agreed to rob a bank and took a, a step or two in connection with the robbing of the bank, even if at the end of the day the, the bank wasn't robbed because for various reasons the plot was foiled, which by the way, law enforcement loves to do. Mm-hmm. When Handy and I were in law enforcement, the greatest thing you could accomplish was to make sure the crime was not completed, whether a terrorism crime, a bank robbery or anything else. That's a wonderful thing to accomplish. Those so folks stop the bad guys, but they still went to prison. That's right. But here's the, the thing. But they don't get the death penalty. And I think
0: that's the yeah. argument we're going to hear it's about going the death forward. penalty.
2: I don't believe anyone's planning to hang the president. of the United States. But removing them
0: so, from office is the political death penalty. Yeah. And you're going to do it even. Look, I'm not saying this is my argument. It certainly is. And I've been poking holes in it for weeks. But I think that today it was announced. You're going to hear this, Andy.
3: Sure. You're going to hear that. But look, the, the core message that the Democrats have to convince the public and, of course, the Senate is that this president abused his uh, foreign policy power for his own benefit, for his own political benefit. And the way they're going to do that the, on the Republican side is to throw out anything they possibly can to distract from that message. So that's why you heard about, well, you, this is all the secondhand. That Ukraine interfered in the election that's, and that's, not Russia? That's why you heard about CrowdStrike. That's why you heard about uh, the Mueller report and and somebody looking for nude pictures of the president. It's all nonsense, but that's their job right now, to muddy the waters and distract people away from that core message, which is this president abused his authority for his own back. Friday,
0: you got Yovanovitch and you've got the staffer who told this stuff to Taylor a little bit late in the game. You think Sondland is going to be the most important early witness? Yeah,
2: potentially, depending on what he has to say. But I want to say one point further. what you said a second ago. You're actually presenting the best defense of the president that I've heard so far, which is, a concession, it seems. The president did something bad. Yes. Maybe he abused his power. But really. Yes. Are you going to kick him out of office? Yes. La- that's actually I don't think it wins the day at the at the end of you know the testimony but potentially. It's, a reasonable, it's a reasonable argument. It's better it than has, what they're doing now. He has a concession. Mm-hmm. Um you you play upon people's reasonableness, and that's not an argument that people are making, in part because the president won't allow them to make it. Right. The president keeps saying, don't talk about process, don't talk about the, the, the nature of the punishment. It was a perfect and beautiful call. So I think that's good. So with respect to Sondland, it depends on whether he revises his testimony again. He's done it once before. And I think the president's allies are very excited about Sondland coming to testify because the president has relied on on a number of things that common sense tells you shouldn't be relied on as much as they are. For example, the president keeps relying on the fact that President Zelensky said, hey, there was no pressure. Meanwhile, we know in the real world, Andy especially, that victims of extortion in the presence of the extortionist on whom they still rely the in front of the cameras yeah. sometimes deny being extorted yes. and the same might be true with silent silent gets asked the question you know i don't think i think it's crazy in this is a text exchange with bill taylor i think it's crazy for conditioning this on that and 5 hours go by and then silent writes back i think you've completely mischaracterized the yeah. position of the president etc he's been he's been coached And so have I uh, by two of the best in
0: the business. Andrew Preet, thank you uh, very much. I'll tell you this much. You know what would make my argument more saleable for the Republicans if the president said, look, what I did was wrong. I'll never do it again. Without that, any defense Is pretty weak. All right, so you hear what the concerns are from today. Why are they not concerning to Republicans? Why do they dismiss the argument I just put out that even Preet said is reasonable? He's never said that to me in years. I'm gonna put it to a congressman who is so interested in what the witnesses had to say before now that he stormed the skiff to find out early. Next. I know there are a lot of speeches today about how the process is no good, but I'm not really covering it because there's no more stopping the process. We are on the road to impeachment or not, but we're not going to get off the road. And for all the talk today about witnesses and the rights finding today's lackluster, there was a big question that came up, and I think it's the key to what happens going forward. So let's bring in a Republican from Oklahoma, Congressman Mark Wayne Mullen. Good to see you, sir. Hey, Chris, good to be back on with you. So, you know, I was listening very closely uh, to Mr. Jordan today. I miss him being on the show. Uh, when you talk to him, please ask him to come back. Come home, come home, Brother Jordan. <laughs> um, and he was saying, you know, these guys, they didn't have direct knowledge. Taylor doesn't have direct knowledge. Kent. That was true. You know, you're good guys, but you don't have direct knowledge. And, you know, it seems pretty obvious. You know what we need, Congressman? You've got to get Mulvaney, Pompeo, and Bolton, the guys who dealt with the president directly who know the whole situation, who are at the top of the food chain, have them come in, tell the Democrats what happened and how they have it wrong, let America well, hear it. When, Isn't that your best Chris, bet?
4: Well, when they allow the president to have counsel, yeah, when they allow us to actually call witnesses, yeah, that'd be great. Well, when Schiff they actually gave open you witnesses. This up, no, gave you didn't. some witnesses. And, well, and remember, under Clinton, witnesses under Clinton, under Clinton, they only is got is one. The whistleblower. They only remember got one under the whistleblower. The whistleblower is what started this, Chris. And yes. the whistleblower still hasn't been came in and testified. And the only person that knows who the whistleblower is out of four hundred and thirty five members of Congress, it's Adam Schiff. That's it. Right. And so and I, people want to say that those whistleblowers No, it's they're really not politics. They say that, that hmm. the that Adam Schiff gave us people to, to come in and, and testify. They really didn't. These individuals already came in and the skiff and testified. These aren't new witnesses. Well, These but, are Democrat well, witnesses. But, oh, you
0: got to pick you got to pick your poison, though, right? You ask well, you, you first, you say we're going
4: to have if we're going to have a fair inquiry into yes, this. Right. And, and you want and you want Mulvaney and you want Pompeo and, and you yeah. want Giuliani, you want other people to come in. Then yeah. allow like allow the president to have counsel just like Nixon was allowed counsel and not just at this like stage Clinton was allowed counsel not at this stage they got Ken
0: Starr the Clinton people you said they won't let us have any of our witnesses you got Morrison and Volcker coming in is this in. considered an impeachment inquiry hold on let me you made a point let me make a point you got Volcker okay. Morrison
4: and who else did they want that they're getting and Fiona Hill you wanted them you got them oh hail there are three actually we didn't though no, that was witnesses that the Democrats had previously had previously been on your in. list. What we, said, it, what we said is that we wanted their testimonies released. What was on our list is the whistleblower. Let's but the, whistleblower, bring the, whistleblower the, the whistleblower in. The
0: whistleblower has legal
4: protection. You have what they have the, said. No, the whistleblower completely didn't have legal protection. The, legal, the, the whistleblower only has. Uh, whistle protection if they would have handled it in the proper channels. The proper was channels was the right not way. No, the proper channels was not going to meet with the intel community first and and, and setting down and Nowhere uh, is it babysitting that a their do that? And well, what the IG did was right. When you guys say they changed the rules,
0: that's not true. Down. And the IG did what he was supposed to do and now we hear the president was thinking about firing him because of it. But here's my point to you. You guys complain firing that him. you're not yeah, that's one of the reports, that he was thinking of getting rid of Atkinson because he doesn't like how he handled the whistle.
4: And that bar. was a report that was told by somebody that was well, told well, somebody But you know what? The reporting
0: leaked. has turned out to be pretty damn
4: good, Mark Wayne Mullen. Let me be honest with you. Look at where we are right now, right? Chris, um, there's still no big yeah. quid, no quid pro quo. Zero first quid pro quo. There's been no crime committed whatsoever, and they're still trying to impeach the well, president but hold of the on a second. because of H- why.
0: H- you can't say either of those things because you don't know either of those things. Have you heard of, of all, any of it? Yes. Here, I'll, I'll give you a quick briefing. Okay. Uh, the Democrats are wrong to use the word extortion. I don't see a threat of force. I agree this was that. an attempted bribe, and not just because it's in the Constitution. Bribe how? I'll tell you how. Because the president says to Ukraine,
4: I know what you want. You want me. You want access to the he presidency. say that. He the, did not say that. You listen. cannot make the assumption of oh, look, something so that you the can, president said. So you said. can assume there was, no there was cr- two people on the no phone call. There was the president of Ukraine and President Trump. And, there and we were got dozens the transcript conversations released before and after. And the dozens transcript of it was calls before released before and after. Before it. You cannot make assumptions to I don't have the to. president of the United States. You're so going, that's what you're doing right there. I've
0: read the transcripts. I don't know if you have. Let me tell you I have read
4: the transcripts. Was there any of that in there? Yes. Did the president of the United States ever say that to the president of Ukraine? Gordon Sondland. Is going to say, if he sticks
0: by what he said before he fixed it, because he tried to protect the president a little bit when he first up there, he, he, So you're going to make an
4: assumption again, Chris. No, because in his sex, what he said when going he came to say back, something. it's what
0: he said already. If he says what he said already, which is, OK, and now you coordinate it with what Taylor's staffer said, and you get something that I don't think you guys have to disown. The president wanted the Bidens and he didn't want them to get the aid in it Ukraine. Was, it was well, hold on a second, PM. I let you make your case. Hold on. Okay. So that's what he wanted. He thinks Biden is dirty. He believes it deep in his heart. I'm not even saying it's a corrupt belief. He believes that. And, and what he did didn't Mr. want to give Kent them. Say in
4: 2016, in February 2016, Mr. Kent, what did he bring up to vice president's own office? Was he not concerned? With the, with the situation with Hunter Biden going on and the corruption oh, Mr. going Kent. on with the company? Yeah, he in. was. And you know why? Because okay. he thought that it had an appearance know, of a conflict know, of interest. It looked wrong. the conflict of interest. So was there not anything wrong with that? He asked I think there is something him to wrong be with looked it. into that at that time. In 2016, that was underneath the Obama administration. Right. It, was, it was Vice President himself who went right. out and bragged that he stopped the investigation. Yeah, so clearly he's not a never-Trumper, right? So now it's all of a sudden wrong so we, wait a that minute. President so Trump Wayne simply it. asked it was- that a, a country that is is riddled with corruption. And we know the country is riddled country's with corruption. Riddled the with corruption the so States you only say, ask about Joe this.
0: Biden in a country riddled with corruption. Well, he, he, he you about ask about Joe too. Biden, a person who under law, you're supposed to go to the DOJ to investigate he, as president he, or anybody else. But you go to Ukraine and you don't even ask for an investigation. You know what you asked for? An announcement of an investigation. Was there any? Why would you anywhere in that yes. conversation? Uh, no, there wasn't. Th- 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 hold on. The conversation is a window into a world that existed before
4: and after it. Okay, it's full why of assumptions. Why you, that Chris, you well, and on, the rest of the process party is, is trying to impeach the president? Here's the this difference is why, between the two when of us. The was asked I never today, said it's impeachable. Chris.
0: See, no, no, okay. Mark Wayne Mullen, you have to listen to what I'm saying to you because there is some wisdom for you in it. You can <laughs> admit that all I'm, this I'm happened. That. Here it is. Here okay. it is. This is what I would say if I were you. Okay, okay, he shouldn't have done it this way. You're right. Rudy shouldn't have been involved. You're right. They shouldn't have gone around the process. If he thinks Biden's dirty, he should have gone to the DOJ. But you know what? Nothing bad happened at the end of it. And he didn't do it for bad reasons. He did it for good reasons. So I don't see how you remove him from office because of this. Is Admit there any what's one obvious. thing in there worth impeaching There was an the attempted bribe. It was, there was no an attempted bribe. You cannot bribe. say that. Why didn't that? they get
4: the aid? Chris? Why didn't they get there, the aid? If it was if it was attempted bribe, then the day when the conversation was asked... Is the president Has the president done anything that's impeachable? And Taylor and Kent both was a silence at crickets because there's been nothing no. that the president has the, no, done. No, no, that's no, exactly no, no. what happened no, they're, no, no.
0: they're not there to give that opinion. They had some their actual dignity they're and they're integrity they,
4: based on impeaching the president. Their job is United not to decide whether there? or not
0: to impeach. They're, they're not like you evidence. guys who just they're played a personal evidence. advantage. They is told you what evidence? they knew. No, whether not or not somebody
4: should get impeached is way beyond testify. what they're supposed to testify to. When you're when you're bringing someone to testify in a criminal case, not is a that criminal case. Not in criminal. Oh. We're talking about tre- treason, bribery, high crime or misdemeanor. That's a that's a criminal. It's not case, a criminal Chris. case. And in fact, if you read Federalist is.
0: Paper sixty-five, which I've asked I you have. to do three times. And you know, Alexander Hamilton put the words "political" in all caps. Do you know why? Because it's not Two a things. criminal action.
4: That's and Do why. you know also what he also said? He also he said say? he was afraid one day that this would be. This I'm paraphrasing this in the Federalist Papers, mm-hmm. but basically said that he was afraid one day that this would be used for political reasons. Now not, I didn't put the I'll, English. I'll I'll make your on point, that, but but make your point
0: one more time. I'll do it one better. He didn't say one day. He said every time that it will be partisan. Every time and that it, it will wasn't encourage with, it wasn't with worst. Johnson. It wasn't with Clinton. And of it course wasn't it, with was. Nixon. It, it was. It was bipartisan. so political with Johnson that they made up a law to catch him doing what they didn't like. It was so political with Clinton that you started with a land deal and you, you ended up with a vote? sex act. Because you had the Democrats and who had the integrity to go against one of their own. And now we have a bunch of Republicans who sit through something like today, there's been Mullen, no crime committed, and say, nothing bad happened. I hear there's you. Been, Let's you see if you feel like that a week today,
4: from now. Did you see anything or hear anything today, Chris? That would cause you to want to overturn the American people's vote for Donald Dayton Me? Trump in 2016? No, it's not my job. I'm not into the business of impeachment. Well, I'm into the business of testing what you're saying. Everything right now. You're making assumptions of everything that President no, Trump no said. No, no assumptions. And we're Only talking based on about the record. It, then there's nothing in the record that you can make the assumption that's not true. saying that there's quid pro quo committed. Yes, I can. And you pro quo just lying. There's nothing in It was an attempted
0: bribe. You haven't answered why the aid was held up. You haven't, you haven't answered why they kept asking for Biden. You haven't answered why they kept telling the
4: Ukrainians you won't get the aid you, until you, said, you, you, you said give them said the Bidens. That the Ukrainians didn't even know their aid was held up until they August They knew. They just 29th. didn't know then. they, but they knew know, and they were concerned enough about it to reach testified. out to our they own have, representative to the ask the about it. The president of Ukraine put out there that they didn't even know. even then why did they go to, why did they to Taylor why Chris, did they go even, to Vinman, the
0: liaison, and say how do we deal Chris, with this? We don't want to even do this. Ambassador
4: Taylor said that they wasn't aware of it, and that he didn't even know that it was held up until you read it in the news. It's York. not fine. even Taylor. Taylor was on the
0: outside. Once you get closer to the inside, it's all they were talking so, about with these investigations. But you're making but the assumption that you were on go. In
4: the inside. Not one single person has ever said anything that you said that the Ukraines knew that their aid was held up. That's, That's not absolutely true. Not factual. That's not true. Volker's going to say it. Sondland's going to say it. Vinman's going to say it. Sondland's going to say it. No one said it. They've all said it. They've all said it in their
0: transcripts. See, you're betting that Americans aren't going to do their homework. No, and I all know said that they, they will. Heard. And that's they why we're did, here. They
4: said they were heard. There was zero. No. Well, by, by, and by the still way, there are no a lot of good knowledge. men and women sitting in
0: jail right now because of what people heard. The idea that hearsay means nothing is silly, There's especially be in a somebody political forum. But Congressman, I got to jump. I ate up time I didn't have, but you know what? It's worth it because this is this is the conversation America's having. Thank you for having it with me. Thank you. Appreciate it. Be well. All right. Keep your eye on the facts. Take a look at those transcripts. If you can't, pay attention to the testimony, because I'm telling you, you're going to be told things that are in political interest, not the interest of simple truth. Now, we're going to bring the experts back in as I go through and destroy the rest of the show because I took so much time with Mark Wayne Mullen. And we're going to take a look at why what happened today mattered and this discussion with Mullen processed through their legal and investigative and journalistic eyes. Next. Next. All right, let's bring in Asha Rangapa, Robert Ray, and Errol Lewis. Journalism, law, and politics all wrapped up into one. So Mark Wayne Mullen is the hot talk, right? That's the the hot talk back and forth about what the state of play is. But in terms of uh, seeing the merits of the case as where the Democrats want to get and the resistance from Republicans, what do you see so far in today?
5: Well, I thought that the Democrats really did a good job hammering home through these witnesses that one of the main uh, defenses, as it were, doesn't hold water and that's that Trump was fighting corruption or somehow defending the national interest because you both you had these two civil servants saying this was not only in the US national interest but it undermines our ability to fight corruption and establish the rule of law in these other countries and the very fact that these republicans kept emphasizing how corrupt Ukraine is only begs the question if Ukraine is so corrupt why would the president of the United States want to hand over the investigation of two US citizens for corruption. I mean, it makes no sense. And I think that came through um, and really obliterated that defense.
0: So even if one defense is weak, it doesn't mean that you're lined up for impeachment. What do you think the main challenge is, um, Counselor Ray, going forward?
6: The narrative keeps shifting as far as the legal theory that the Democrats are relying on. You apparently dispensed with extortion because there's no pressure. Force. We've, we 've got know,
0: forward or threat thres- forward, you know how you use extortion sure. it 's do this or i 'll break your legs right. you know that 's not what this is so
6: and they don 't like talking about apparently quid pro quo anymore because I guess i don 't know the country's had a two month education about Latin, but now we 're going back to what Adam Schiff apparently said yesterday, which was in in the lead up to uh, the beginning of attempted the, bribe well, they, I know I think what he was saying is you know the founders intended bribery to be much more expansive than what Federal statutory law would suggest bribery has to why be. Why
0: wouldn't it be an attempted bribe?
6: Because, first of all, you're now relying on what amounts to an attempt to prove an implicit quid pro quo with regard to an official act that has alternately been, is it? foreign assistance? Is it military aid? Is it a meeting with President Trump? Or is it simply just merely the announcement of an investigation? Aid
0: and meeting versus uh, announcement of investigation.
6: Three of the, that's what it is. Three of the four of those don't qualify as an official act under the Supreme Court's definition mm-hmm. of an official act. And, despite, and I, I suspect that the reason that Adam Schiff is trying to get away from federal statutory law with regard to extortion and bribery is he knows that that's weak, So let's try one better, suggesting that the founders didn't understand what bribery is, which I think is a ridiculous notion. But anyway, so, you know, you're left with a lot of nebulous stuff in the air there. You're going to try to impeach a president over an implicit quid pro quo with regard to uh, something as shifting as the the theory that asking for an investigation is the equivalent of a personal benefit that can constitute the quid pro quo necessary. To be attempted or actual bribery. Well, one thing we would and all stipulate here at the table. I think, I, I think, table that, I think is that's if a long a way away. the message
0: comes out that Errol Lewis is under
6: investigation
0: and he's running against me, I just got a big step up in the, in the race. That's why it would be something. But Errol, I loved your coverage on New York One, uh, where you were covering. Am I calling it the right thing now? Yeah, that's right. All right. Um, where um, you had people on giving these kinds of assessments, but you kept going back to will people understand? Will they get this? Will they grab onto this? Uh, Tell us about that. Yeah.
7: Well, I mean, look, the uh, much of the the political framing of it, which does spill over into some of the journalistic coverage, is about whether or not this is going to educate the public. Uh, From what I remember, both from the Clinton impeachment and the Watergate hearings that I am old enough to remember, uh, it was it it sort of played out like a like a soap opera. Uh, You know, there were characters that were brought in. Some were more memorable, some were less. Some were more credible, others were less. But it was cumulative. It took time. You, it, it, it was dense information. And the impact on the audience, in this case, the public, the voters, this is their, char- this is their chance. We, the, the public is very much part of this. This isn't just about a bunch of bickering politicians. It's not even necessarily about the president uh, exclusively. This is about the public. This is the whole country trying to figure out what happened here. I should mention, though, that, you know, look, if you're looking for a statutory crime, it is absolutely against the law to solicit a thing of value from a, f- a foreign government to help your campaign. No. you know, is, is the invest is the investigation worth something? I think the investigation was worth something. You know, there, there, there are a number of, of different problems here that we're trying to mm-hmm. sort through. And here again, it, because it's in this odd space between what's political, what's legal, what's moral. Uh, it'll be up to the people ultimately to make that Well, I
6: think issue. that's a really hard sell, though, because the Justice Department has already opined with regard to that, both through the the public integrity section and the criminal division. So, you know, you can say that you disagree with the, you know, Trump Justice Department led by uh, Bill Barr that you, you don't think that's a proper interpretation of the right. law, but I got news for you. I mean, that's a rather thin read well, well, to be least, hanging on to for least, impeachment. Ahead, last poll, last you have the very yeah, Justice Department even, saying it's not a crime. we
5: into the weeds of, of federal statutes and, you know, when the Constitution was created, there was, the federal criminal code was pretty much non-existent. Right. So I think getting into that as you know, the basis for this, whereas abuse of power, which does not mean an official act, it means using the authority of your office. Right. And implicit quid pro quos are things that we recognize in the law all the time. For example, in sexual harassment law, we, we recognize when there is a power differential, which is what was happening here, that one does not need to say what they want back or what they're willing to give um, when they're making a request.
6: Not in the context of a campaign finance contribution, right, which but is here's what the it's thing. alleged to but be. But here's
0: the thing, except it's not a crime. It's a political argument. That's how the founders expected it to be. They also expected it to be as ugly as this is definitely going to get asha robert ray errol lewis thank you very much thanks for um, for helping the audience think about it a little bit better appreciate it all right talking points look we try to break through it on the show but i think you have to look at what moves the needle and doesn't all right that's what this process is going to be about both sides are trying to play to advantage it's politics i'm sorry but that's what it is i'll point them out to you next our first battle today was over the worth of these witnesses, Taylor and Kent. And to be honest, they were credible, consistent, nonpartisan in their appraisal. They were strong enough that this salvo by Representative Jordan.
4: You didn't listen on President Trump's call and President Lisi's call. I did not. You've never talked with Chief of Staff Mulvaney. I never did. You never met the president. That's correct. This is what I can't believe, and you're their star witness. You're their first witness.
0: It was rude. And it was echoed by other Trump defenders and it was absurd every time. No one puts their most important witnesses first. And these were men of credibility and Jordan knows it. Everybody builds from the inside out. And you'll see that here. Look at the list of witnesses next week. You're going to see they're going to get closer and closer to the inner circle. Jordan rightly pointed out That these two were long on worries, and short, on direct knowledge of what was done by whom and why, and no conversations with our president. But they were not promised as anything else. They thought conditioning military aid on getting the Bidens was dangerous and jeopardized relations with Ukraine. They never got tripped up in five plus hours of testimony. And you know who did speak directly with the president? Gordon Sunlin. The big bombshell from today is Taylor testifying that one of his staffers overheard a call between the EU ambassador, Sondland, and the president. And POTUS was heard wanting an update on the Biden investigation. Better believe that call is going to be a hot topic when Sondland testifies in a week. And by the way, the staffer for Taylor is there Friday. The big takeaway. You now know the main defense for Trump. Nothing happened. Ukraine got the aid. They never delivered on dirt. And this was all about getting to the bottom of Ukraine's role in the 2016 election meddling. That's right. Multiple Republicans today pretended this was about investigating whether Ukraine and not Russia was to blame for 2016 interference, meaning they're once again trashing the findings of our intel agencies. Here are the big questions we do need to answer. Can Democrats get the president saying to someone that he basically wanted to bribe Ukraine? Today's bombshell from Taylor gets them closer. We'll see what Sondland says on Wednesday. In court, you rarely get the top of the food chain. It's usually those who were directed by them who reveal the top's role. But to remove a president, close shouldn't cut it. Two, will we actually hear from any of the people in Trump's inner circle who could definitively answer the big questions? You know, Republicans say we don't like the witnesses. Well, all the best ones are being kept from us. Mulvaney, Pompeo. Right. Bolton. Are they going to be allowed to speak because the president's the one holding them back? And after all, he and his defenders keep complaining. They want the truth. They want direct access. Those are the guys. Schiff isn't your problem. Trump is. Last thing we need to know is whether the two sides can act like the two witnesses today. Taylor and Kent handled hard questions, thoughtfully, stayed away from rank speculation. They acted without animus and were clearly driven by a sense of duty to the rest of us. Taylor and Kent should make us proud of the people who serve us in government. Let's see if Congress can do the same. That's the point for today. What's the bolo? Be on the lookout. A big development coming next. Bolo, be on the lookout. Something we learned today is going to matter a lot next week. This Taylor staffer, right, the ambassador staffer who heard a phone call that Ambassador Sondland was on with the president, where the president was asking about the investigations, that came out today in the hearing. That staffer is testifying Friday. That makes the testimony of Sondland so big next week. Is he going to protect himself or the president? Because I don't think he can do both. Does he say the president told him what to do. Bolo. All right. Thank you very much for watching us. So much news. Let's get to
2: quality sleep is essential. And that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature quiets their snores sleep number does that sleep better together.